It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio Tuesday, August 2nd. M&M Carnage Highline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's each week. One lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Two easy steps. Open your Refreshing Rewards app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, hot dogs, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Become one today. Text REWARDS to 803-13. Well, it is, uh, it's happened. The trade has gone through. Had a bunch of stuff written down. Oh, he's gonna, who's going to get traded today? Juan Soto has been traded. The 23-year-old superstar of the formerly now of the Washington Nationals has been traded to the... San Diego Padres. It was down to the Padres and the Cardinals. I thought the Cardinals were going to get him. Um, you got to give up a bunch of players, some major league talent, some prospects, top prospects. And I thought the Cardinals were going to pull the trigger here. They are uh, in in a spot where they might catch Milwaukee to win the division. They're definitely in line for a wild card spot in the playoffs. And who would fit better between Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado than Juan Soto? Nobody is the answer. But the Padres have become, I guess they've become a player, they've become a large market team, question mark? When you talk about the big market teams in Major League Baseball, you start with the Yankees and Dodgers, and then you add the Mets and maybe the Angels. Maybe even the Houston Astros, the Cubs, and the White Sox. You don't think about San Diego as a large market. San Diego is where, if you don't go to Florida retire, to retire, you go to San Diego. It never rains. It's always 82 degrees and sunny. You got boats everywhere. You got beautiful weather, beautiful uh, landscapes, and just go and live out the rest of your years. That's the dream. But you don't think of San Diego as Major League Baseball royalty. They were in the World Series in what, 1983? Against the Tigers, 84? It was 84 against the Detroit Tigers. Tigers swept them, I think. Now, all of a sudden, the Padres have Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., who hasn't played yet this year because of injury, on massive contracts. They signed you Darvish, pitcher, to a big deal. They just traded for Josh Hader within the last 48 hours, the great closer for Milwaukee, who's got 29 saves this year. The Padres are all in. And guess what? If you want to keep Juan Soto, you're going to have to pony up even more money. The luxury tax, even the Yankees are going to be envious. How about that? But if Tatis comes back to play, which he should at some point this season, 
that middle of that lineup is loaded because not only does Juan Soto go to the Padres, but Washington also sends their second best player, their second best offensive player, Josh Bell, to San Diego. Now there's a lineup. You've got Grisham leading off. Jake Cronenworth is in there. Will Myers just came back from injury. But Machado, Tatis when he gets healthy, Soto, Josh Bell's going to hit seventh or eighth. And all of a sudden, San Diego is plus 1,000 to win the World Series, 10 to 1. They're now 10 to 1. Before this trade, they were up in the 25 to 30 to 1 range. So in my notes today, as I was writing the show, will Juan Soto be dealt? Uh, let me scratch that out. Yes. I was wondering. He's still got a year left on his contract after this season. But he turned down $440 million for 15 years that Washington offered him. So the implication was clear. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to stay here. I don't want to be... I don't want to be anywhere for 15 years. That's what he could have said. That's what I would have said. He's 23 years old. 23. Sign him to a five-year deal. And if I'm Juan Soto, look, we've seen these things go south. Albert Pujols, Jason Hayward with the Cubs. Long-term, 10 years, 12 years, 15-year deals. Where halfway through... Now you got a guy that's not in his prime anymore. He's not playing the way he used to play. He's no longer an all-star, much less an MVP candidate, and you can't unload him because of the contract. Ask the Cubs and Jason Hayward about that. Ask the uh, Anaheim Angels, formerly the Anaheim Angels, when they signed Albert Pujols. So if I'm any of these teams, any of these teams, I don't want to offer a 15-year contract. If you want to give Juan Soto a 15-year contract, he's going to be 38 at the end of it. What are you getting in those last three or four years? You might get great play, but you might not. You're certainly taking a chance. And if I'm Juan Soto, if I believe in myself, all right, 15-year contract to some of these teams for, let's say, $500 million. It's going to be a bargain five years from now going to be a bargain five years from now. If I'm Juan Soto and I'm Juan Soto's representation, I'm telling him, why don't you sign for five years, try to get 40 million, 180 million, just under 40 million a year. Sign for five years, then you'll be 28. Your prime is not over yet. You're now into your meat years. And you can sign for even more if you play well enough the next five years. And we see no evidence that you're not going to play well enough. You, you are a five-tool player. You hit, you field, you hit with power, you run, you throw. It was all on display yesterday, last night against the Mets. He hit a home run. He threw somebody out at the plate. That's great fielding, great throwing, great hitting. And he and he scored from first on a double that did not get to the wall. Now, it was a bad throw in, but he took advantage of it, took off from third base, throw to the plate was late, he showed his wheels. Everything he had was on display last night against the New York Mets. 
He is one of the best top five offensive players in the game. And now San Diego has the Dodgers, the Mets, the Brewers, the Cardinals, all shaking in their boots. Because not only did they get Juan Soto, Josh Bell from San Diego, they quietly, quietly got Josh Hader away from the Brewers. Now, Josh Hader went through a period last year where you couldn't hit him, period. Couldn't hit him. His ERA this year is 424. He's been lit up a couple times. But keep this in mind. When you are a closer and you're pitching one inning, you're, one bad outing, two bad outings can inflate your earn run average exponentially. If you give up five runs in one inning, that is a 45.00 ERA. Trust me, it took me an hour and a half this morning to do that math, but I finally figured it out. And he's had a couple of those this year. That's why his ERA seems to be ballooned at 424, but he's got 29 saves. He is nearly automatic at the end of the game. And the Padres are saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put this lineup out with Grisham, Cronenworth, Myers, Machado, Bell, Soto, Tatis when he comes back, and we're just going to score a bunch of runs in the first few innings, and then we're going to leave it to our bullpen. And Josh Hader's going to close it out in the ninth inning. If it's close, he's going to close it out in the ninth inning. I love what the Padres have done so far. Now, the dealing, wheeling and dealing is not over. Six o'clock is the trade deadline. There are still a lot of possibilities out there. Shohei Otani of the Angels, they kicked the tires on Shohei and, and some deals. Keep this in mind. You've got a pitcher who's great. You've got a hitter who's great. It happens to be the same person. It's two players wrapped in one. Uh, I heard this comparison today. Take Max Scherzer and Matt Olson of the Braves, Scherzer of the Mets, and turn them into one player. That's Shohei Otani. And if Max Scherzer's making $30 million and Matt Olson's making $30 million, shouldn't Otani make $60 million a year? Oh, your head can spin thinking about that. But that's what it's probably going to take. He's got one year left on his contract with the Angels. And apparently, from what we hear today, they're not going to trade him. They put it out there. They took some offers. They declined all of those offers. They wanted to see what the interest was in Shohei Otani. There's interest. There's a lot of interest. If you're a GM of any team, and you hear Shohei Otani might be on the trading block, you kick the tires. You have to check in on that. And the Angels, with one year of control left, can now go into the offseason and say, we're going to rebuild, we're going to trade Shohei Otani, what are you going to give us for him? Because what, what San Diego gave to Washington today is going to be minuscule in comparison to what teams are going to have to give the Angels to get Otani in the offseason. They're not going to trade him today. And that came out this morning. They're going to hang on to Shohei Otani. It is criminal 
that the angels are as bad as they are. It is criminal that the angels have been as bad as they've been for so long. With Mike Trout on the roster, and I know he's had injury issues, he's been to one playoff series with the angels. One. And he lost all three games. They lost all three games. Mike Trout, playoff career, no wins, three losses. And they're not going this year. Even though they were my pick to win the the World Series, they win the Super Bowl, that's a story. They were my pick to win the World Series in the preseason. The Angels are just a bad organization. You got Otani and you got Trout. You got Noah Syndergaard. You signed him in the offseason. You're already going to trade him today at some point. At some point, Noah Syndergaard is going to get traded. Wouldn't be surprised if he ended up with the San Diego Padres because it seems like they're going after everybody. Padres are all in. I love it. You know who's not all in? The Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles are two and a half games out of a wild card spot. They won. They've lost 100 games or more each of the last three years. And they're in the hunt in the American League for a wild card spot. Yet they traded their best player, Trey Mancini, and they traded their closer, Jorge Lopez. If I'm Brendan Hyde, the manager of the Orioles, I I look upstairs and say, what are you guys doing? We've got the lowest payroll in baseball. You just traded our most expensive, most reliable, most beloved player in Trey Mancini to the Houston Astros of all teams, and then you traded our closer. Then you traded our closer, a a really top-notch pitcher. You have given up on this season in 24 hours. You've given up on the the hopes that we can make it to the playoffs. Now, if if you're the management, if you're general manager, ownership, this happens every year with every team. You have to make a decision. Are we buyers? Are we sellers? And if a GM, if you're the GM and you believe, you know what, yes, we might be able to sneak into the playoffs, sneak into a wild card game, but we're not going to beat the Astros. We're not going to beat the Yankees. We're not going to beat, you know, the Twins, the Mariners. Whoever. We're not going to win. We're going to sneak into the playoffs. We're going to be disappointed. We're going to play for one game. We're going to be all excited, and we'll get a road game, and we're going to lose, and we're going to go home. And then we're going to lose some of these players to free agency. Let's trade them now and get some young, up-and-coming talent. That's a decision you have to make. But if you're the Orioles, if you're in that locker room, if you're the manager of the Orioles, you are so disappointed today. So disappointed. All right, who else is going to get traded before that six o'clock deadline today? I know a couple of my couple of my Cubs are probably going to be on that list. I'm not happy about it, but they're not going anywhere anyway. Let's get some young talent in. We'll go through all the trades uh, within the last 48 hours. Kentucky has an open practice tonight and a telethon, and it's for a great cause. We'll talk about that. The number of the Tiger Woods was offered to play on the Live Tour will knock your brain out. At least it did for me. We'll talk about that, some NFL football, and the Reds win again. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Madam Cartage, John Spears in studio. Don't forget Bats Baseball tonight, right here on the Big X, 705. The Bats are in Indianapolis to take on the Indians. 635 pregame, right here on the Big X with uh, Nick Curran. Doubleheader tomorrow, starting at 105, which means no show for me tomorrow. 1235 pregame on a double dip, a regularly scheduled game, then a makeup of a rainout against Indianapolis. The Bats are in Indy all week this week. They'll be in Iowa City to take on the Cubs next week. Uh, that's a long road trip in minor league baseball. Uh, Eminem Courage Highline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at 502-414-1450. Uh, let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses. They offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. No stopping at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacement. Every pair is backed by that. You lose them, you break them. Even on day one, they'll send you a brand-new pair. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair. Return them free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. That's BIGX to save 25%. Off of all adult shades, that is ShadyRays.com. All right. So don't break them. Don't lose them. But if you do, they'll replace them for you. Crazy. Uh, speaking of uh, helping make a difference, uh, UK basketball will have an open practice and a telethon tonight beginning at 5 o'clock at Rupp Arena to help support the flood victims in eastern Kentucky. And according to Coach Cal, and there's no reason to believe he's not. Uh, this is not truthful. This is a player-driven. Um, they organized this thing. The players decided, hey, let's do this. And I think it's great if you can give, if you can uh, be a part of it, then then do so because uh, these people desperately, desperately need some help in Eastern Kentucky. I know they had ten inches of rain in a in a. 20-hour period last weekend. They've had more rain, more storms last night came through eastern Kentucky as well. So um, people need some help, and and what a great thing. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on here, Democrat, Republican, Kentucky, Louisville, doesn't matter. This is fantastic and an opportunity to help give back to uh, the community that needs it so, so badly. All right, a couple news and notes here. Tiger Woods, Greg Norman, Announced this yesterday, the leader of the Live Tour announced that Tiger Woods was offered somewhere in the range of $700 to $800 million to join the Live Tour. Well, he wasn't going to play, right? I mean, we've seen him play recently. He only wants to get ready for the majors. He wants to play in the Masters next year. That's in April, so he's got a lot of time to work on that leg, do anything he can to, to feel better, A, about his golf game, but B, about walking around the course. Actually, that should probably be A, walking around the course, and then B, feel better about his golf game. He turned them down. 
Now, it's easy for me to sit here and say, uh, good for you, Tiger. Way to go. I, I don't blame you at all. I do blame you. If you're Tiger Woods and you don't have to play in these events, he's the one guy that I would say, take the money. What are you doing? All they want you to do is show up at these golf tournaments, wave, say hello, wear a live golf hat, and just kind of look the other way and take your 700, let's call it, let's split the difference, $750 million, three quarters of a billion dollars, and put it in the bank. Put it to good use. There you go. Here's $750 million. What are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to give it to organizations that fight the uh, Saudi <laughs> Saudis. I'm going to give it to organizations that are, are uh, doing their best to hinder people who are committing human rights violations. There you go. Then maybe the uh, Live Tour Golf says, well, well wait a minute. <laughs> we just gave, gave him $750 million out of, of our Saudi money, and he's fighting the Saudis with it. Tiger Woods, bravo, I guess. Now, look, he doesn't need the money. We all know that. His, he's, that's a drop in the bucket for Tiger Woods, I think. But that's a pretty big drop in a pretty big bucket. Jim, you turning down $750 million? I didn't hear you there, but okay. You got to turn your mic on. My there you go. It's cutting in and out. Yeah. It's that good new equipment Thumbs we got. Thumbs up. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could hear you shaking your head, no, I'm not turning it down. I will say that. And and the other thing that tells me, if you're offering anybody, right, quarter of a three quarters of a billion dollars to not play golf, to just show you got way too much money. That money is not gonna run out. It's not. The Live Golf Tour is here to muck things up for quite a while. Quite a while. The FedEx Cup playoffs start this week. Thursday, Wyndham Championship. Now, not a lot of big names in the field this week because most of the guys are already safely inside the top 75 or 100 that want to win the FedEx Cup, so they're taking the week off. So uh, you're not going to see any of the big names in this uh, in this field this weekend. But FedEx Cup playoffs are underway. The, uh, I will say the tour announced – that uh, they are going, they're up in their purses. They're changing the way that uh, the the playoffs are handled. They're going over four hundred million. The Saudi tour announced, or the Live tour announced last week, that their fourteen events will garner four hundred five million dollars worth of purses. The uh, PGA, I think, I think they said twenty two events and over four hundred million dollars as well here in purse money. So they're. They're going to try as much as they can to stay competitive financially with this live tour. But like I said, that money never, oil money never runs out. So we'll see how that works. Um, NFL news camps are open. We got a game Thursday night. Did you know that? Canton, Ohio, Hall of Fame game. Happens every year. Nobody pays attention every year. It just kind of sneaks up on you. This year it's Las Vegas against Jacksonville on Thursday night. The Raiders. And the Jaguars found out today, uh, no Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars. Quarterback is a healthy scratch. Doug Peterson, the head coach, not going to let him play. And Travis Etienne, who had the injury after being a first-round pick last year, 
he also will not play for the Jaguars a healthy scratch. So I don't know who's playing in this game. You're not going to recognize any names, but if you are jonesing for some NFL football Thursday night, I think it's on ESPN, Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio. Uh, That sort of kicks off the exhibition portion of the schedule. Uh, Also, NFL news, the NFL is stripping the Dolphins of their 2023 first-round pick and their 2024 third-round pick for tampering. Uh, The NFL ruled that the Dolphins had impermissible communications with Tom Brady in the 2019 season and postseason, as well as during and after the 2021 season. Um, Remember, the former coach who was fired, Brian Flores, was invited on to owner Stephen Ross's yacht in the offseason. Remember this story? And Flores was getting ready to go, and he found out Tom Brady, or let's just say an unnamed quarterback, was going to be on the boat as well. Ross was trying to get Brady to come play for the Dolphins after his uh, New England Patriot days. And Brian Flores knew it was tampering, refused to go to the yacht, said, nope, I'm not getting involved in any of this. Well, when he got fired, he basically turned the Dolphins in, said, here's, here's what they did. Here's what the plan was. The discussions on the yacht centered around Brady becoming a limited partner in the Dolphins, so they wanted him to be a player who would then eventually be part owner of the Dolphins. Obviously, they got caught. It didn't work out. He ended up with the Buccaneers. He won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. He's still with Tampa Bay. Uh, but Dolphins going to lose a couple of draft picks, and owner Stephen Ross has been fined $1.5 million. He's suspended until October 17th. We want to talk drop in the bucket, $1.5 million to an NFL owner, drop in the bucket. It's like you and me paying a uh, traffic ticket. That's what it's like. But at least a little bit of accountability there on the part of the Miami Dolphins. All right. Um, baseball, again, trade deadline is 6 o'clock Eastern time today. There's going to be a lot more trades. Um, we have those years where there are no trades, and then we have those years where people can't stop trading. That seems to be what we're having this year. It, the wild, wild west is underway in Major League Baseball at least for another five and a half hours. Before I get to the people that have been traded, I was watching – the, I was watching a lot of games last night. I had a little parlay going. I hit it, by the way. But I'm watching the Royals and the White Sox. Yeah, that's how sad my life is. I'm watching the Royals and the White Sox. And in the first inning, bottom of the first in Chicago, they show the manager of the White Sox, Tony La Russa, in a close-up in the dugout. Bottom of the first, getting ready to get underway. The Royals had batted. His White Sox getting ready to bat. And he's dozing off. This is a manager of the team. He is leaning on a wall, his eyes closed momentarily. And you know that that thing when you're when you're in school and the 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 uh, professor's going on and on, and all of a sudden your elbow kind of slips off the table. Jim, you ever do this? Oh yeah, I'm very familiar with that. Yeah, and you go, oh wow, I lost consciousness. How how long was I out there? Some listeners may be doing that as well. Yeah, of course. Thank you. <laughs> no, and I don't blame them. Get yourself some coffee, people, and listen up. 
Well, this this is what it looked like. He just nodded a little bit and said, hey, well, better wake up. we got a ball game going on. Tony La Russa is 77 years old. I'm not sure, and I asked Rick Bozich, who's a huge White Sox fan, about this a couple weeks ago. Is there a chance the White Sox, who have underachieved, fire Tony La Russa? And he said no. No, they wouldn't do that to him. They don't want to embarrass him. He won a World Series in Chicago. He's beloved. Uh, he, and he, you know, he came out of basically management manager retirement to lead this team. So, no, they're not going to do that. And I was watching this, by the way, on the, uh, on the White Sox TV network. All right. I know I'm a conspiracy theory guy. But this gives you a reason to fire the manager or sort of part ways. You don't want to come out and say we're firing him. You want to say Tony and the organization have decided to let somebody else step in and maybe get this team going, maybe get them in the right direction. They're only a game or two out of a playoff spot. They lost to Kansas City last night while the Twins and the Guardians were winning. That didn't help. But your manager can't be falling asleep in the middle of a game. I mean, there are just a few things you can't do as a manager. You can't kick dirt on an umpire. You can't argue balls and strikes. He'll throw you out of the game. And you can't fall asleep in the first inning of a game. I know that's not one of the written rules. That's probably an unwritten rule. Hey, Tony, it's not in your contract. Try to stay awake from inning one through inning nine. That's all we're asking. Now, why did the camera, a Chicago station, have this? Cl- I mean, the close-up was head only. It was face only. They were in there deep, and you could see his eyes kind of slowly nodding out there. And then when his head kind of bobbed, okay, I'm waking up now. The only explanation I have is the management said, all right, we know Tony's drinking before the game or, or he's, he's 77, his medication makes him sleepy, whatever it is. Get a shot of him falling asleep. We know he does it. That way we can go to him with it and say, Tony, let's part ways amicably here. We don't want to embarrass you. I would not be surprised within the next week, probably sooner, Tony LaRusso is no longer the manager of the White Sox. The White Sox got a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent. Tim Anderson, the top of the lineup, Jose Abreu can hit. They've, they've got good, solid pitching. They got a former Cy Young Award winner. Good starting pitching. Bullpen leaves a lot to be desired. They got some guys that can hit. They just don't win baseball games. They just don't. And in that division, they should win the division. I told you yesterday, the odds to make the playoffs, they're still, they still have over a 50% chance to make the playoffs. And they haven't been good. And what do you do? You can't fire the players. That's, you just can't do it. When the team is not playing up to their expectations, up to what the fan base and the ownership wants them to, the manager loses his job. And then the general manager loses his job. The players don't lose their jobs. So I expect the White Sox to bring somebody else in within a week. I think this was an intentional move to put on television to make Tony La Russa look like he cannot manage the White Sox anymore. He's out of touch with the team. Is it a classless move? Probably. But if they want him out, 
It's like Indiana and Bob Knight back in the day. When he was winning, everything was great. When they wanted him out, they used him against himself. Then that's what the White Sox are going to do with Larissa. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. 57,412 trades to talk about that happened within the last 24 hours. I'll just get to the major ones. The Reds win again. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Back Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. You can hit me up on the Eminem Cartage hotline, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Or there's always the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show at that number. And don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Awards member wins ten grand all summer long. With the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. You can also go to Thornton's and earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20 ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12 packs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards app or your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Become one today. Text Rewards to 80313. And again, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Love what UK basketball is doing tonight. I don't care where your allegiances lie. This is a great thing. The Kentucky Flood Relief Telethon tonight from 5 to 8 p.m. at Rupp Arena. Um, I don't think it's going to air locally. I know it's airing on uh, WLEX Channel 18 in Lexington. Uh, No cost to attend. So if you want to go to a practice... Going to want to watch the Cats practice. It's a three-hour practice. Now, look, they're not going to be going five-on-five here. Let's don't kid each other. A lot of layup lines, a lot of dunk drills. Going to be some passing drills. Cal will, I'm sure, address the uh, throng of people that show up. But anytime from five to eight you show up, no cost to attend. Donations for Kentucky flood relief will be accepted upon entry. Um, So there you go. It's a great opportunity to help out. If you're a Kentucky fan, if you're part of Big Blue Nation, it's a great opportunity to go see the team practice. They're going to be in the Bahamas in a week playing basketball games, so you get to go see a practice and uh, help out people in eastern Kentucky. All right, the uh, hits just keep on coming here as far as the trade deadline in Major League Baseball. Six o'clock tonight is uh, the last chance. The, The big names right now on the block, Wilson Contreras, the catcher of the Cubs, Where's he going to go? Uh, Ian Happ and, and David Robins, Robertson, Happ the outfielder, and Robertson the closer for the Cubs, they may be dealt as well. Um, and there are still buyers out there. The Yankees are still buyers. The Astros are still looking. Now, the rich continue to get richer here. The Padres are a bit of an outlier because, as I said in the open, we don't consider San Diego a large market. We don't consider the Padres a big market team. We consider the Yankees and Mets, the White Sox and Cubs, the Dodgers, maybe the Angels, maybe the Astros. That's about it as far as large markets. But the Padres, and if you haven't heard in the last hour, getting Juan Soto and Josh Bell 
from Washington, that's huge. They went from 28-1 to to 10-1 to to win the World Series, and that took one trade. Um, They also got Josh Hader, the closer from Milwaukee. Now, as a Cub fan, I'm glad to get him out of the division because if he comes in in the ninth inning and you have the lead, and they have the lead, you're probably going to lose. The Yankees got Frankie Montas from Oakland, starting pitcher, top-notch starting pitcher. This this is what bothers a non-Yankee fan. They're so good. They won again last night. Aaron Judge hit his 43rd home run. Uh, By the way, this is the same pace. He is on the same pace that Barry Bonds was on when he hit 73. Now, the number Yankee people talk about is 61. They're wondering, can Aaron Judge get to 61 home runs? Well, he's got 10 in 12 games since the All-Star break. That's pretty good pace. That's pretty good pace. But he is on pace right now as we speak to tie Barry Bonds' all-time one-season home run record, which was 73. Now, a lot of people don't recognize it. Anybody talks about home run records, they talk about uh, Roger Maris in a single season. They'll talk about maybe McGuire and Sosa and the battle they had. But nobody ever wants to give Barry Bonds credit. Barry Bonds is a great hitter. But he cheated. Plain and simple. Cream in the clear, took the steroids. Um, Barry Bonds got walked 150 times, 140 times. I have to look it up. But an unbelievable amount of times for a guy that hit 73 home runs in a season. And I don't care if he was using a, 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 a driver and a golf ball on a tee. That's a lot of home runs and a lot of walks. But the Yankees have Aaron Judge. They have good pitching. They didn't need to improve, but they went out and improved. And Frankie Montas is a top-level starter. You add him to Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez right now, that's the best three in the league. Now, Jacob DeGrom's going to pitch for the Mets tonight, first time this season. Scherzer, DeGrom, 1-2, in my opinion, that's the best in the league. But when you go three deep, you might have to go Yankees now since they got Frankie Montas. Uh, the Astros didn't just sit sit, <laughs> you know, sit pretty and wait for things to go their way. They went out and got Christian Vasquez, catcher from the Boston Red Sox. It was interesting yesterday because they were playing each other in Houston. And Vasquez took batting practice with the Red Sox, went into the clubhouse, and was told, change uniforms, you're now playing for the Astros. Uh, I don't think he got in the game last night. The Astros also got Trey Mancini from Baltimore. Everybody knows Mancini and the the uh, story about beating cancer, uh, stage three cancer. He beat it. He came back. He's having a great year. He was the highest paid player currently on the Orioles roster, making $7.5 million a year, which is chump change in places like New York and Los Angeles. But now he's a Houston Astro. Good for Mancini. Because you pull for this guy, and now he's with a team that legitimately can win a World Series. If you're an Oriole fan, you're irate today. Because the Orioles, who are in a spot to make a wild card, traded their best player, Mancini, and traded their closer in Pedro Lopez. He goes to, or Jorge Lopez, excuse me, he goes to the Minnesota Twins. So, Baltimore, obviously sellers. The Cardinals, who were in the Juan Soto mix, but didn't finish the deal there. 
they uh, their consolation prize, I guess, is Jose Quintana, former Cub, former White Sox, and current Pittsburgh Pirate, at least he was two days ago. He will join the Cardinals to shore up that pitching rotation. They got Cardinals got to win with pitching. All right. You see a lot of teams like the Yankees, even the Astros, they they got good pitching, but they're going to win by banging a ball around the park. Padres are trying to do that too when they go get soda. But the Cardinals are going to have to win with pitching. They've got Miles Mikolas as their number one. Adam Wainwright is about as reliable as a 40-year-old man can be on the mound, but they add Jose Quintana, left-hander. They've got a couple of good young starting pitchers as well, so the Cardinals have decided we're not going to get Soto. We're going to try to win this thing with pitching. They've got decent hitting, but but if you're playing St. Louis, you're going to pitch around Goldschmidt and maybe Arenado and make everybody else beat you. But uh, that's what the Cardinals did. The Red Sox got Tommy Pham from Cincinnati. I don't know what kind of move that is. That's a uh, that's a lateral move, I guess. For uh, it does put Tommy Pham in a bit of a pennant race. He certainly wasn't one. M1 in Cincinnati. I guess he'll play a little outfield for the Red Sox there. I thought they were set uh, in the outfield pretty much, but I guess Tommy Pham, another bat off the bench maybe. Um, Braves made a couple late moves here today. They got Robbie Grossman from Detroit. He's an outfielder, left-handed hitter. Um, he's a lead, He's been leading off in Detroit now, the Braves have a leadoff hitter and a right fielder in Ronald Acuna Jr., an all-star, so I don't know where Robbie Grossman fits in other than maybe just off the bench as a pinch hitter. They also got Jake Odorizzi, starting pitcher from Houston, traded reliever Will Smith, the left-handed relief pitcher, to Houston to get uh, Odorizzi. I don't know who wins that deal. Uh, the Astros kind of shore up their bullpen there, but the Braves get another starting pitcher. The big news for the Braves yesterday was they signed uh, Austin Riley to a 10-year, $210 million, I want to say, extension. Um, so the third baseman for the Braves in the fold, 10 years again. Look, Austin Riley was great last year in the run to, to uh, winning the World Series for the Braves. He was fantastic. He's been great this year. A lot of RBIs, a lot of big hits. 10 years is a long time. He's young, I'll grant you that, but you don't know what anybody's going to be like 10 years from now. You can't. Nobody does. Nobody has the crystal ball that says, in 10 years, this guy is still going to be an all-star. You have no idea. But they got him, so congrats. Uh, So we got six hours left, six hours and five minutes to be exact of uh, trade deadline, rumors, all of this stuff. I've got Louisville Football Media Day today, but I'm more interested in uh, in these baseball trades, and especially as a Cub fan. I want to know where Wilson Contreras is going to go. The big rumor is the New York Mets. The Mets can use a catcher. Thomas Nito is their starting catcher. That's that's a big upgrade if the Mets can get Wilson Contreras. I still think that I'm still believe the Mets and the Astros at this point, are the best two teams from each league. Even though the Yankees have the best record in baseball, they have had trouble with the Astros. It's plain and simple. They've lost the season series against Houston. They have trouble facing teams that don't allow you to hit home runs. And what the Astros do with with, uh, Christian Javier and Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez and their relief pitchers, 
they they don't let you hit home runs. And if the Yankees don't have walks and homers, they don't win a lot of games. They just don't. They won seven to three, uh, seven to two last night over Seattle. Anthony Rizzo had a three-run homer in the first inning. Aaron Judge hit a two-run homer in the second inning, and it was five to one. And that game was over. And then they got two more solo home runs from their catcher. All seven runs for the Yankees last night came on home runs. If they don't hit home runs, if you keep them in the park, they are very, very beatable. That's easier said than done. Aaron Judge has 43. Anthony Rizzo is nearing 30 now. Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton, who's on the injured list, hits bombs. LeMayhew can hit home runs. Uh, Josh Donaldson has struggled all year, but he's still a long ball threat. Keep them in the park. And Houston's as good as anybody at keeping teams in the park. And in the National League, everybody loves the Dodgers. I like the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a ton of talent. But, but, the Mets have a feel. Right? The Mets just have a feel. I feel like the Mets are, they're here for the long, look, here's here's what I love about the Mets. It's simple. Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter, if you've watched the captain, the Derek Jeter documentary, docu-series, Buck Martinez was the manager in 95, the year before the dynasty took place. And the Yankees got knocked out of the playoffs in 95 by the Mariners. That famous shot of, of Edgar Martinez hitting one down the left field line and Ken Griffey sliding in, scoring from first to win that divisional series. That was 1995. The Yankees won it in 96, 98, 99, and 2000 with Joe Torre. Why was Joe Torre the manager? Because George Steinbrenner wanted Buck Showalter to fire three or four of his coaches. He wouldn't do it. And Buck Showalter was shown the door in New York. Buck Showalter is not a good manager. He's a great manager. And he's got a Mets team that for the last few years couldn't get out of their own way. 28 games over 500, 65 and 37. Without Jacob deGrom having thrown a pitch yet this season. With Max Scherzer on the injured list for a considerable amount of time. They keep winning. They keep winning. Got a three-run homer from Lindor last night. They beat Washington 7-3. Soto hit his last home run as a Washington National last night. They got 65 wins. The Dodgers have 69 wins. They have more talent than the Mets. But again, playoffs, one-two punch, Scherzer to Grom, I will take over Kershaw and Bueller or Kershaw and Arias or Kershaw and Anderson or Kershaw and whoever else the Dodgers want to roll out as a starting pitcher. I'm going to take the Mets. All right, no show tomorrow. Bats baseball. Tonight, 6.35 pregame. Tomorrow afternoon, 12.35 pregame. I'll see you Thursday. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.